Hello, sports fans. This is the Sellout Sports Podcast. I'm Tori Rich, joined by Mike Mawson. And, uh, you know, we got a, we got a weird week, you know, like it's a, it's a little bit of a slow time, you know, but the NBA season's obviously going to be picking up soon, but there's still plenty to talk, uh, talk about out there. And, uh, as always, we're going to fix some of the world's problems and, uh, yeah. And obviously there's, uh, there's important anniversaries, one of which I'll talk about right after you hit that music. is noisy neighbors by alex grohl on pixabay find him on pixabay um and uh so yeah you know i I, i've been i've been starting to say this is the sellout sports podcast because there's more coming uh some real work on the website you know began tonight in earnest um not a lot of progress just a lot of finding out uh, hey here's a lot of things i don't know there was a lot of work done though but yeah. there's well, yeah. There's uh, there's something. There's value in in learning the things that you don't know, right? Because there's because really, there's still like eighty percent of it out there. Like, I could I, tell there was I, frustration too. There was definitely frustration, <laughs> and that's and you know what? It's all part of the process. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna end up being a self-taught uh, coder, I think, or uh, or I don't know. I, I think I still have like a few bucks of GI Bill left to use, and maybe I'll like take a class or two. Because I mean, probably only need the basics, right? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so anyway, as I mentioned, important, important, uh, anniversary, uh, this is just the greatest moment in sports. Uh, today, today's the, uh, the anniversary of the miracle on ice. And so obviously we do holidays in history later on, but we, we always do a day ahead. So I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to leave miracle on ice out. Yeah, you can't. It's the greatest moment in sports history for me. It's the greatest, uh, I mean, come on, it's America, Soviet union. It's, it's underdog. It's, you know, I was, I went to the hockey hall of fame, which we'll get into a little bit later in the show. I searched this out and I couldn't find it. I don't know. I mean, the hockey hall of fame is in Toronto. I Hmm. could not find, there was an international like wing of the hall of fame and I, I had no, is there I, an I, Olympics Hall of Fame? Because maybe it would be there instead. I don't know. Yeah, there must be. There's so many Hall of Fames. Because I, I, I mean, I think some of those guys went on to have pro careers, but I don't know if it, like I don't think any of them were like Hall of Famers or no, anything. no, just to like, you know. But the team recognize the yeah. game, recognize the game itself. I, if it was in America, it probably would be. I guess since it's in Canada, that's probably why not. But I don't know. It, that, it felt weird. Another to, fair to, point to go to the Hall of Fame, which was. You know, there was a lot of a lot of history there, and to have that not included felt weird to me. So, uh, and yeah, so you went to Canada, by the way. So, I mean, like, how how was the trip up there? Or or, or do we talk about that with the hockey file fame later on? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, circle back to okay, that. Cool. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I don't know how much of your trip you want to divulge, but <laughs> obviously, I have some of the details. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, you know, it's 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 a little bit of a slow week with sports. Uh, uh, Good hockey game, which we'll talk about later on uh, last night. But NBA is in the All Star break, and you know the much maligned All Star break, right? 
Uh, but, you know, first off, you know, like, okay, so we had a, a real star in Jalen Brown, actually the highest paid player in the NBA currently still, right? right? Yeah, um, yeah. At least when he Until signed the, the contract, next, yeah. he was. Until yeah. the next extension, but for now, yep. Um, and so the highest paid player in the NBA entered the dunk contest and lost to yeah. uh, six foot two Mac McClung out of the G League. I, I don't understand this. And, and he won last year, too, right? Yep, back to back. Um, I don't understand how a guy that athletic isn't at least in the NBA. It's it's like, can can you shed some light on this for me? Like, yeah, I mean, he's just, uh, he's, he's small, right? He's six two. I think he weighs like one eighty five. Uh, he's good offensively, but he's not like crazy. He, he's not like a world talent. Like, uh, you know, there's short guys that thrive. Obviously Isaiah Thomas comes to mind right recently. Um, Nate Robinson did well in like a reserve role. Like another, slam dunk guy just pure athleticism but uh the game's really evolved into like length and especially like wingspan mac mcclung has a 6-2 wingspan as well isn't good defensively so he's so he's not long he's not long he's not good defensively and he's like He's not a world talent offensively. He, so I guess what like yeah, and he and he's is he, is he good from deep? Like I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to see. I, he, I'm not sure. I think he has a decent jumper, but he's more of like a shooting guard versus like a point guard, which is another thing that works against him. I know basketball is starting to get a little less, you know, a little more posi- positionless, but um, but still like. You can only have one six two or under yeah, guy on the court. You at can't a time. have a guy that's six two not facilitating, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I guess that's another way to put it. Um, I mean, I guess you could, right? Like, if if he was decent enough defend defensively, yeah, yeah. If, if you have a Sean Livingston, six foot eight point guard, right, right. You know what I mean? Uh, or or if you have a point forward on the court, but um, yeah, if you have like pair him up with Sabonis, maybe like maybe that would work. But again, he has too. He just has too many holes in his game to really be like an effective like end of bench guy. How does he compare with? So I guess. I guess I'm just surprised he's not at least an end of bench guy. Um, when so there's six foot one Peyton Pritchard on the Celtics. How does his game compare I mean, Peyton, with him? I mean, Peyton Pritchard's like a shot creator himself. He can facilitate, and he's like he's he's very eager defensively. Like he wants to lock people down. Um, so even though he doesn't, he's not as athletic. The, yeah, he's yeah. not as athletic, but he's more of like a well-rounded player his skill set fits the nba game better okay yeah. and and also um, like i think i think 15 years ago i think he is mcclung is a rotational guy i think like he's probably what nate robinson was and nate robinson was fun to watch like you know mid 2000s early 2010s um he was really fun to watch i mean him on the celtics and the knicks and again he won a couple slam dunk contests too so that's kind of who i like that's my comparison for him there's just so much more talent. I mean, look at like the game we just watched, right? Like Kevin Durant's seven feet tall and he's shooting step back threes, right? Like that's that was unheard of fifteen years ago. Right. Kevin Garnett was shooting from the elbow. I don't know. It's it's uh the whole thing's I mean, you know, we'll talk we can talk about the elephant in the room here too. It's a white dude in the dunk contest, right? Like which is it's pretty so, cool, yeah. Which you know, so you know, uh, you know, good for us, I guess. So, you know, whatever. Uh it's not our accomplishment, but um I mean, I wonder if there were any any jokes about that at the at the dunk contest. The way Dion made jokes about Troy Aki running <laughs> right, a four three four forty, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, um, again, the, I, I don't want to go deeper into into the you know ramifications of that or anything like that. But you know, it's just like, hey, you know, like that is a little that is a little surprising to see, especially two years running. It's not a fluke. He is a freakish athlete. 
Yeah, I think um, I think it goes one like short guys, right? Like people loved Nate Robinson, and they they seem to love McClung too. Not that anybody really cares about the dunk contest or All Star Weekend for that matter in general, but I think it goes one and then two, which is like white guy. So he has both of those in his favor. It's a, right? yeah, it's just a little um, yeah. You don't you just don't see this very yeah. often, right? So um, so he will be a uh, a cult favorite, I think. You know for. And you know, he—I mean—he does have four NBA games to his resume. Yeah, frat um, boys. Frat boys are already wearing his jersey yeah, to Darties. Exactly. You know they Which, are. Um, so you know, nothing wrong with being a fan of him as long again, as long as it's for the right reasons, I guess. As long as you're not, you know, like you know, shouting his name at clan rallies or something. But <laughs> yeah, not great. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but anyway, um, you know, he is a stud in, in the G league. And I mean, some, there's a lot of that in NHL actually, or hockey, I should say, is there's these guys that are studs in the AHL. And I couldn't tell you exactly why the skill sets just don't transfer, but there's guys that just dominate AHL and then they can't, they can't really, um, at the, at the highest level, they can't really make it translate. That guy in the Lakers, uh, circa like 2016 ish. I can't think of his name. Career G leaguer phenomenal g-leaguer and then he got called up for one game at the end of the season oh i can't think of his name he was a guard but um same same thing there but he was like a lifer g-leaguer like 10 10 plus years never never sniffed the league and then got called up late which it's not like that's anything too shabby it's not like that's anything to sneeze at you're still making you know half a mil a year probably to play about like Like, three hundred thousand. okay fair enough and then i think the guy i'm thinking of actually is uh, i think he was chris bork i think he was ray bork's son um, played for the Providence Bruins forever, it, and then he came up to the NHL, and he just wasn't successful. But. Why do I want to say his last name was Ingham? I don't know. I'm going to look this up because it's going to drive me crazy. Ingham actually sounds familiar for some reason. Um, but anyway. Andre so, Ingram. Ingram. Yeah, Andre Ingram. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and then also, uh, I you know, I love this. I love that, that there was a competition here. So Steph Curry – uh, you know what I, I love about it most is is they didn't they didn't tailor it for uh, Sabrina Ionescu, but the Steph versus Sabrina three point contest, um, this this was a good idea. I like it, um, especially with her range. She's unbelievable. I mean, and, and she and she she hung with him. I think yeah. it was twenty nine to twenty six. Yep, and that's with money balls. So I don't even remember who made more shots overall, but um, but she did great. I think it takes and, two like. It's two of the right people. Like they, you have to have the right mindset. You have to be ultra competitive, and like both of them are right. And I just dig that, man. Like, uh, like honestly, again, I you know I've talked to you before about military movies and how much I hate them because the mo- most of them are just terrible. Like they they get all the details wrong. Yeah. And one of those movies is GI Jane, but like you know, j- just treat me the same, no better, no worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and like that whole mental. So that was actually cool, and, and like. G.I. Jane actually is a good movie if you can ignore the military inaccuracies, but there's a lot of dumb shit as far as the military inaccuracies go. Um, and plus, they never actually call them, I think they call them SEALs, but they don't call it the, um, yeah, they, but they don't use any of the acronyms that it's actually described as, which like I'm totally drawing a blank on right now. That's terrible, but... Wish I could um, help you. CRT, I think, is one of, and yeah, combat reconnaissance team. So anyway, the point is they they changed a bunch of details of it, probably so they didn't piss the military off or didn't. I don't really know. Um, but the the movie had a good message, though. You know what I mean? And and I and when it comes to that equality thing, just just treat them the same, no better, no worse. And, and I don't know if it's because of my upbringing, because I grew up with a with you know a mean 
but you know, tough, strong sister, tough, strong mother, you know what I mean? And like, so maybe it's just the way I saw women and everything like that, respect women, everything like that. But, and sometimes people perceive the, my, my mentality about it as disrespect for women. I'm like, no, I'm treating her the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, don't, don't, don't talk like that around women. Don't curse around women. Are you kidding me? My mother taught me how to curse. Shut up. <laughs> you don't know me. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so th- those were actually, you know, some, uh, some interesting things that drew some attention to the all-star weekend. Um, but that being said, uh, from what I've heard, I, I didn't even research this to be honest with you, the all-star game, as far as ratings and interest, um, ratings were actually, it, ratings were actually up, which oh, is they, crazy. They were up this time. Okay. Um, up about 20%, but I don't like from what, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I still don't think it's good. And, and maybe, maybe I just made an ass of myself and maybe it actually was a, a good boost. And I, and I, okay, so there you go. I think, I think Steph versus Sabrina probably, probably helped. Yeah. I'm you sure that I mean? was a big boost. I think Jalen Brown actually can uh, participating instead of a bunch of nobodies in the dunk contest too. And again, Mac McClung's a, a cult favorite now. Right. Um, so you get all those things in there. Um, so, so all right, so you get a little bit of a boost, but it's still not great. You and I, admittedly, we didn't really watch much of it. No, we, I, haven't, we, I haven't watched the All-Star Weekend in, like, years. Like, I last mean, year I was in Costa Rica, so I didn't have an opportunity to. But, like, even if I had, I had an opportunity this year, did not tune in, watched, like, a little bit of the All-Star game itself before I threw up in my mouth and <laughs> turned it off. Where <laughs> you just said, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. So... So here we go. Uh, that's a great introduction for our, our segment, Pick 6, because we are going to talk about how to punch up both uh, the whole weekend, really, but also the game itself. And so we have some ideas. Uh, there's been, I think there's been a lot of talk about this. I feel like every All-Star season, there's, there's some talk of this. And so we're going to engage in it ourselves. We're going to do the cliche thing. But I think we have some good ideas. So coming at you, here it is, Pick 6. Like, yeah, you're first. All right, and yeah, music, uh, music pending. We'll we'll, we'll we'll come up with something. <laughs> all right, okay. So uh, so number one for me, uh, I just say let's let's throw in some goofy games, childhood games. You got horse. You know what I mean. You can play knockout. Uh, I you know like even a one on one tourney, and, and I, I'm not talking about watching uh, two basketball players go against each other. You know, two eleven like you do, like you did when you were a kid. Let's just do it. Let, let's let's do it like rapid fire. Like you like first point wins, but or, or this is the dumb way to say it. But like I'm thinking, like you got to win by two. But as soon as somebody's up by two, it's over. How about that? So, so, so then so you got, there's no twos as well. Like the the three pointer is still a one. Is is that what you're saying? Oh, okay. We're diving a little bit too far into it, I think. But <laughs> I get what you're saying. You need a defensive stop and a score. Right, it's not make it take it either. It's yeah, like so you losers so, losers ball. Gotcha. Uh, it's loser losers take. Um, and you got to win by two. So of course, yeah, the game could go to eleven to nine or something like that. But, um, but then at least it's compelling, right? Instead of instead of somebody getting their ass beat eleven to two or something. And it would be fun to watch like Jokic versus like Shea Gilgis Alexander, right? Like, like yeah, that's awkward, the other thing. Like, would you? Matchups. Yeah, would would there be like would there be weight classes or height classes? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, but fuck it, let's do a Jokic one-on- is actually probably the worst example for one on one. Like I wonder how that would go, right? Not yeah, good. like like yeah, none of the centers are gonna are gonna do. Well, no, you, like like Embiid could hold his own. You think so? Yeah. Well, I've I've seen him train with Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum just kind of gets his shot off wherever he wants. But he can hold his own more than more than Jokic for sure, because there's no lateral quickness there with Jokic. 
and you know that's the other thing about it is maybe you should take away the two point shot because yeah, I mean like KD, LeBron, or like you know any sharp sh- like Steph, Steph is just gonna get the ball and he's gonna shoot it and he's gonna make it. All right. So like you said, we're going a little too far into the weeds on the one on one tourney, but let's but you know let's workshop this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like so. Oh, Steph is but, shimmying. Speaking of the speaking of the man. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, talk about a guy that would be uh, nasty in the one-on-one tourney, especially if the two was available, right? Um, or the two-pointer. I mean. Right, right, right. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, some some childhood games. I also had like just some goofy shit that you could do. I mean, like one that reminds me of my childhood was MTV Rock and Jock. Yeah, you introduced yeah, you, me to this. I didn't know. Yeah, what it you was. didn't even know what it was. Um, I and, feel like I might have heard it once, but definitely have never seen it before. Um, I mean, literally, it's. I'm in. I think it's completely before your time. They might have stopped doing it before you even were born i don't Existed, know yeah um but i do remember it well uh wwe-esque it was, almost it was yeah it was uh it was almost Sean like Kemp had, uh, it was almost like xfl for basketball but just for one game on all-star or no it wasn't oh no 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 wait you know i don't remember i don't remember how many times they played rock and jock actually i i don't know i feel like it was a yearly event they only did it like once a year yeah all i know is i saw sean kemp put somebody in a headlock before opening tip yeah so. D- john sally was out there you saw it so and then there, and it was a mix Reggie of celebrities. There, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then there was Joey Lawrence and, uh, you know, early 90s celebrities, um, various uh, interspersed in there. I'm pretty sure Snoop played at some point. I know he, I know he always played the celebrity softball game. So I think he played the uh, Rock and Jock at some point too. But Rock and Jock was ridiculous. There was like a, there was like a hoop. I think it was 30 feet up, but that was a 50 point shot. And I'm pretty sure, you know, people made it once or twice. So uh, th- there was a lot of goofy stuff like that out there. So it was kind of like XFL-ish basketball, if you will. Um, okay. Which is, which, I mean, and really NBA Showtime was kind of, yeah. uh, it was like the, it was the basketball version of Blitz, right? So, right. okay. I'm glad you remember, at least. I'm glad I'm not talking to myself on that. Um, so, yeah, we're still on number one, though. So, yeah, horse, uh, knockout. Uh, also, you know, this just occurred to me because I because I just uh, turned the movie on for like forty five minutes, and it's not as funny as I remembered. It's still funny, but it's not as funny as I remember. Basketball. It's it, I you haven't know, seen that one. It's Matt Stone and Trey Parker, yeah. South Park creators, um, and it is funny, and it does have you know uh, some good um, you know South Park esque commentary about the world of sports, I guess. So, um, and then I just had like a kind of cruel uh, idea is do a three-legged race with the tallest player and the short-legged uh, and the shortest player um, from each team. Uh, there you go. I just think that would be entertaining. Like, maybe Giannis just tries to – well, no, he won't be the tallest, but um, – Victor Romanyama next year? Say, well, I was going to say try. he picks up his, you know, his uh, teammate, but it, I, don't know if, I don't know if Victor can, can deadlift anybody yet, but <laughs> he'll get there. Um, so, yeah, so that's cool. number one. So, uh, uh, Mike, I, yeah, I pass it on to you. Yeah, number two here, non-NBA players in the dunk contest. So we're going to get actually a little serious for a moment. Uh, like, they're, they're guys that are professional dunkers, and that's, like, what they do for a living. How about we give them the platform? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, you're, talking, you're talking these guys that just do it on YouTube, basically. Yeah, yeah, why not? Okay, like, uh, okay. Like Mac McClung's on steroids, right? Like, people that all they do is dunk and they give, do crazy dunks give and, them give them the national stage is what you're saying yeah yeah you know like maybe you do a tournament to see which dunkers are the best that make the the 
all-star you know dunk contest like, and like that's it's the, the playoff that's, that's the big show yeah yeah exactly I got you. and uh i like that yeah. you know there's we could be fun with it too we could get professional athletes in there you, you wrote dk metcalf that'd be a good one i, I feel like that's a good one for yeah. sure yeah i'm trying to think of like other you know like any tight end like you know back in the day like tony gonzalez or or one of those antonio or, gates yeah julius yeah. peppers yeah those type of guys it'd be cool to see that um but yeah like let's get actual like it was cool to see Jalen Brown in there, I guess, even though like he put the Michael Jackson glove on for his left hand and dunked with his left hand. <laughs> Got a forty nine for that dunk, by the way. Um, just crazy. Uh he did try to do the the tribute to D Brown. He jumped everyone the internet was giving him shit because he jumped over somebody that's like three feet or like four four and a half feet tall. I think he jumped over a kid or something, and the kid was actually sitting down and like he just dunked it and people are like, What the fuck? Because you know, McClung dunked over Shaq. Right. So it's just like, uh, he was trying to do the D Brown. He, uh, Jalen Brown put it on his Instagram today, like the, the cover, the, 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 the no, the no yeah. look or the exactly. cover my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, he didn't do it. Like he, he posted a video of him doing it in practice, but obviously it didn't come to fruition during the, the actual contest. So yeah. What a loser. <laughs> I'm just like, it's tough. Like these, yeah, these guys are playing professional basketball. Like they have other things. It's, if you get somebody that's sole purpose is to dunk, there could be a little bit more creativity. Like we we were spoiled for a stretch with like the Blake Griffin and the and the Dwight Howard and then de- de- and the Nate Vince Robinson Carter, Vince, yeah. Vince Carter era. Like like we were spoiled for a while and like there I feel like there are only so much so many things you can do with a dunk, right? Like especially if you're a professional basketball player and that's not your sole focus. Like let these, it's a good point too. Like the novelty wore off because they just didn't have any. Yeah, they're like what else? Are you, what else are you gonna do? He jumped like yeah. Uh, yeah he jumped Griffin jumped over a freaking car. Yeah. yeah, like so. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. I, I guess like you said, yeah. Like it, it lends itself to a little bit more creativity if the best dunkers literally in the world get there, right? So yeah, like it doesn't even have to be like the best dunk. Like I like I go back to Gerald Green, uh, Celtics when he was in the dunk contest, like. He had a cupcake on the on the base of the rim, and he blew it out and, like softly, and the cupcake stayed there. And he he did like a windmill or something. I was like, yeah. just like creativity is cool. Sure, right? like, sure. We don't we don't get a lot of that. And anymore. honestly, that dude, that would probably be a better revenue stream for Mac McClung than <laughs> trying to yeah, play seriously. actual basketball, seriously. right? So. Yeah, just get on the and one circuit or whatever yeah, they want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, again, not not giving him a hard time. He's obviously still a very good basketball player. He's just not a NBA caliber basketball player. Um, but uh, he, yeah. So, and then that that goes into like raising the hoop, maybe. Yeah, I eleven. I like this. I, I think I, I think can't Dwight, remember. Like Dwight I, Howard did it once, I believe. Uh, th- that sounds right. And then I, I think back in the day, you already mentioned Sean Kemp. I don't know if he did that or if there was just a picture that showed that he, he literally could have. He literally reached like twelve foot four or something like right. that. Like like just just jumping out of the gym. Like. Um, just crazy um and so I, I think that would be interesting too uh may, maybe raise it for everybody i don't know um yeah i guess that would you know that might take the mac mcclung's out of it you know because it's just like now you know what is he gonna do like jump like you know twice his twice his height but um i don't know um and then on the other i don't know on the other side of it it would just be funny to see like um you know totally unathletic people try to try to dunk with a trampoline um yeah so, so bring in Danny DeVito and Zach Galifianakis, and I just want to see uh, me. I, I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Trampoline basketball is so fun. I, I've never played. 
Never played. I've or been, mascots. Been, Let's get mascots like Lucky. That's what I'm saying. Lucky like, the Leprechaun. Mac McClung is literally like he's like this. Uh, not he's the prototype for like for the mascots because he's short. He can do flips. Like you, yeah. know, you know what I mean. I want a mascot dunk contest. Yeah, I'd, and they're good. Like they're they're very good. Yeah, totally. I mean, these like like obviously we don't know who these people are, but they're you know I'm sure they're like in circuses and stuff when they're not basketball mascots. Um. And I know I just said, I know I just said it, but we're still on number two. I know I just said the treat me the same, no better, no worse. I think this is an exception. If you want to see a good women's dunk contest, because here's the thing, right? Like, do I expect a ton of men to care about it? No, but that's not what it's about. It's about showing, it's about showing female athletes. Hey, I can do this shit too. Right? So like do the women's dunk contest. So scientists figure it out, figure out what the best height for the hoop is for women, for, for, at WNBA caliber w- women to do a their dunk contest. So I don't know if it's nine feet, four inches or some shit, you know what I mean? But lower it just a little bit so we can have an entertaining dunk contest where even like, you know, the five foot six point guards can do it because they're still hyper athletic, right? Right. They're just shorter. And yeah, like, and generally I don't think their verticals are quite as much, but yeah, let's get a women's dunk contest, right? So I'd watch, um, hey, like and like I said, like being realistic, do I expect most men to care about that? No, but it's not. But that's not what I'm talking about. Let's let's uh, let's cater to the women a little bit and show that that's really what all this stuff is about, right? Like the is exposure and showing young women what the what their options are, right? You know what I mean? So that's I think that's important. That's all. But uh, anyway, number three, it's snake draft. So you got number three. All right, too. number three, we're gonna go world versus USA. Uh, I think the time is now. Like uh, the international talent is there. Uh, Better. <laughs> so yeah, I mean MVPs, right? The depth isn't there. But if you just go by World versus USA for this all for these All Stars, right? World gets Giannis. Their starting five is Giannis, Luca, SGA, Jokic, and Embiid, who is out. But and then the USA gets Lebr- you know everyone else: LeBron, KD, Tatum, Bam. Dame, Halliburton, and and so on. But I mean, I'm sure starting, you can find a few more international stars to, to fill that out too. So like, yeah, even if you just got to go like role players for, but then it's you know they're not an all star type of thing. Um, th- that gets complicated. We don't need to get into the weeds of like you know the yeah, but like, do they get an all star bid just because they're a world player now? You know, like there, I guess there could be said something said about that, but. Um, I don't know. It'd be fun. I don't even I, care I about that. Like, I mean, who gives a shit? Like, I, I know they care. Well, all-star doesn't matter. It's whether you're on one of the all-NBA or all-defensive teams or whatever. Like, right. that's I the only think, thing that matters for contracts, right? Uh, I'm not sure if people have all-stars, all-star tied into their contracts. I'm not sure. Because the max contract, there's an elevator all, the in elevators, it. If you're all If you're yeah, all-defensive all team NBA, or if you're yeah, or yeah, all-NBA, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, those, are, those are the max elevators. So yeah. all-star doesn't matter. So who gives a shit? Like even if they're not an all star, pull them in for the World versus USA game if they want to play. Like I yeah, don't know, Mac whatever. Yeah, isn't an all star. He's in the he's in the festivities. There you least. go. So yeah. yeah. So so yeah. The exactly. Precedent's already been made. Yeah. No, that, that's and I think you know the players would care more than they do right now if it is World versus USA. I mean, basically, I I just don't want this. I mean, the current All Star game is atrocious, and and like I I didn't even watch a minute of it this year because I knew. And, I mean, did, you said a team scored two. You scored two ten. Come on, two ten to one eighty nine. I believe. Is, is like, why point. bother? Why bother? Like, why are we even doing this? So anyway, um, but you, you know, so you, you, you brought up the, 
tinkering with the rosters idea, right? So if you want to get a little bit goofy about it, what about legacy players? What about get one old timer out there as part of the I love that. As part of the uh lineup, right? Larry so, Bird versus I mean Larry Bird would have been perfect, right? Indiana Pacers in Indianapolis. Um but rekindle rivalries. So get get Bird out there against Magic. You know what I mean? You know they're just going to goof around anyway. That's what they do. So it, let's at least make it more entertaining. Let's get Bird playing against Magic. Let's get yeah, get a little nostalgia Barkley. factor. Yeah, like get Barkley playing against Shaq. That'd I mean, be hilarious for TNT purposes dude, too. I mean, imagine exactly. the content that would come out of that after the fact exactly. in the studio. People yeah. would love that. I would I would love that, you know? Um, and then, uh, you know, along that line of thinking, what about put one WNBA star on on a team? You know, just like, you know, the the, the softball leagues. And, oh, you got to have one girl. You know what I mean? Like, do that. You know what I mean? I, like, give them give them a chance to show their skills, uh, you know, against the men. You know what I mean? I think and I think that they would I think they'd get up for that. You yeah, know like what I mean? Caitlin Clark next year in the, yeah. in the All-Star You game. know, I, I think like we know she has range. We know INSQ has range like they, like these girls can play. You know what I mean? So let's. Let's see it. And then, you know... The difference there is... I, I'm thinking too logically. I'm sorry. The ball, right? Like, the, the, it is a different ball. Hmm. I don't know. But, I mean, but still. Yeah. You, like I said, the basketball scientists like yourself can figure out that stuff. I'm just, you know... We're, we're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, you know? But I don't know. I think that's an idea, too. Um, all right. Your turn. All right. On to number four. Number four. All right. Uh, Bobby Orr. Just, you know, pretty uh, pretty obvious, uh, but yeah, incentives and punishments, right? So money is the obvious one, but yeah, of course. Th- throw some real coin into this. Hell, make it, like if you're an all-star, I don't know, they'd probably get in trouble for gambling, even though that would be, they, like, they're so okay. But yeah, make, make all the all-stars throw 10, 10K of their own money into the pot and then... You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know, something like that. But but no, make make whatever the reward is. So Adam Silver tell the commissioners all the pony up 10 10k of their own money or you know, probably would require a little bit more to be interesting to the to the NBA stars, right? But I don't know. Something something that would make the All-Star game, you know, worth watching. I think I think money is the only thing that's going to make the actual All-Star game worth watching if they want to continue this. Um well, you know, we got a couple other ideas here. I don't know. Okay, so so this one, this was one of my ideas, but you know, I don't know the NBA culture as well as as football culture. You know what I mean? But I know shoes are big. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm an old man. I, I I'm not hip. I'm not cool. I've never had good shoes. Um, but yeah, how about how about the losers have to wear a shoe line from the, you know, of a of a selected player from the winning team because somebody on the you know on the winning team is going to have a shoe line and then like oh. For the for the rest of the season, they have to wear that guy's shoe. Like, I, yeah, I mean, like, uh, to make it interesting, the West wins, and everyone on the East has to wear Steph Curry like Under Armors. Yes, thank you, you for know? thank you for putting yeah, like giving an actual real example because I wouldn't have been able to say it. But um, yeah, Tate, you know, Tatum's for for the West. Okay, you know? Tatum shoes. Yeah, Tatum's. so there you go. And I, I mean, that's like actually something on the line, right? Like, like they don't. There's real pride there, right? <laughs> They have to forfeit their endorsement deals for half a year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, so like the endorsement deals is a is an entanglement that I I think would probably uh, make it not worth their while. But just for the pride sake of it, if they could, if they could shit, maybe they, work around maybe, the endorsement maybe deals. Maybe they get a maybe they get you know cut a check for uh, you know a bump in the curries or something. Maybe Under Armour would cut them a little bit of a deal. You know, 
That's true. It could it could think be about, like think a, about everyone like all the stars wearing one person's shoe. I mean that shoe sale is going to go way up. That's true. That's true. It might actually work out where they could. And it's like, yeah, so it's a gamble. You know what? There we go. I said, you know, I, I said the throw 10K in the pot. Who cares about that? You're, you're shooing. Not only is it, not only is it money, but it's status, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Do something with the shoes or, or it doesn't even have to be shoes. Like, I mean, some of them probably have signature wristbands and armbands and headbands and all that shit. Right. So I don't know. Um, something like that. Like sleeves. Let's just put something on the line. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Make see. Kyle Kuzma dress you. You have to. You have to uh, walk into every game in the second half of the year dressed by Kyle Kuzma. Is is he just a slob or what's the deal? It just wacky outfits. Or Russell Westbrook. You know, like he has to. He he is. Your I think I think it'd be funnier. No, see, I th- I think it'd be. I'd I'd probably go the opposite and be like, no, you just gotta wear like holy jeans and a t shirt into the game every. You know, for the rest of the year. Yeah. I, th- I think it's like a lunch um, pail. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. You just you just have to look like a total bum walking into the game. So that so, you know, especially if you're shorter, like you know, you don't even get recognized look, by security. Look up Kyle Kuzma's sweater. Okay. Just, uh, uh, this is probably gonna make me mad, isn't it? It's a, it's a big sweater. Is I'll, it? I'll let you know is it that. like? Uh, is it like uh, Kyler Murray's freaking Hillary Clinton outfits? <laughs> I'm not familiar with oh, this whoops. game. I okay. I typed Kyler Murray. <laughs> I'm trying saying. to think of who's like the low maintenance guy now. It was Dirk in the NBA forever. Like he would pack his own lunches. So okay, so oh Jesus, <laughs> he looks like Slenderman. Like yeah, what, what is, he dude? Does. This is that's creepy. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Kyle Kuzma? It's a big oh, sweater. God, that's so dumb. Uh, yeah, right. Because I mean, what is he? He's got to be. He's like six eight. Six, yeah, nine, I think. Yeah. Good lord. It's not. It's not as bad as Kyler Murray's outfit. It's a lot but of wool, bad. Um, <laughs> or whatever the material is. Yeah, how much material did you waste for that stupid sweatshirt? That's so dumb. Whatever. Um, literally could have like clothed like three homeless children. Anyways, uh, another pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Another punishment. Um, I thought of is uh, the losing team has to fly Spirit on the way back. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm six one and. Uh, not like I had no leg room. Like I can I only love imagine. It. Like uh, again, Victor <laughs> Wembenyama. I almost said Oladipo. Victor Wembenyama, like making the All Star team next year. He's seven six or whatever he is. But he you just see, yeah, and they, they get the picture of him on Twitter. Like he's just like he'll just be like all hunched over. <laughs> Probably have a career ending injury. <laughs> yeah, just just from sitting on. Sp- <laughs> oh man, and they get and they gotta pay for their own bags. God, Spirit sucks so bad. Uh, you know, it, like, Spirit would probably love it because it would be free advertising for them because they, they lean into it. They're like, yeah, we suck. Like, fuck you. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we are we are here for poor people to fly. That's it. All right. I, I, I love that idea, though. All right. I got five. This one's another serious. Number five. This one's another serious one. I'm serious when I say this. Shorten the game to one half because it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, I... And the scores will still be, you know, in the yeah, hundreds. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll so. be like a normal NBA game from like 10 years ago, like mm-hmm. the score. Um, actually, I don't think it would be, though, because they they play defense for like a stretch of a minute or two at a time. <laughs> um, maybe like I saw it once in like the half that I watched. At the end of the first quarter, they actually play defense for like 45 seconds to a minute. I think 
especially if there's incentives on the line, they're going to play a little more defense anyway. But if it's a half a game, I know it's really not that big of a difference, but I think it's just like some people might not get in the game, which is incentive in its own right. You know, you're an all-star and you didn't get in the game. Like, what's wrong with you, you know? Um, So I think that could be an added bonus. And I think there would be a little bit more defensive play. It wouldn't be lockdown defense, obviously, but it wouldn't also just be a three-point contest. Yeah, I I can support this. I think that's okay. Um, but there's really not much else to say about that. Just just shorten it. Like, we just don't need to do this all night. Like, we, we, everyone's got places to be, yeah. you know. Um, Along yeah. those lines, let's shorten um, just that All-Star weekend as a whole. I think one day of everything that we just said would actually be pretty, and like, fun to watch. Like, let's not do like the Saturday dunk contest and then the Sunday game, like do the dunk contest at noon, do the three point or three point contest at noon dunk contest to follow, have like a couple hour break, let people like enjoy their Saturday or Sunday, whenever you want to do it. And then go to the, like, that's when the celebrity all-star game can be that nobody watches anyway. And then you go to the, the half of the NBA all-star game. And it's like the, you know, it's a prime time, like eight o'clock, start like let's actually start at eight o'clock that's one thing that's going on in the internet <laughs> yeah. which i totally agree with it's like yeah we're gonna start at eight and it's eight forty two, and it hasn't tipped yeah, off that's, that's crazy <laughs> i almost that's just said eight forty two. i it, we, we read the same tweet i think <laughs> um so yeah um and that brings us to number six i'm just gonna keep i'm gonna keep being cheesy until like people are just used to it sports so. science voice yep. of, of sorts so uh and number six uh here's a radical idea just don't do it <laughs> Because <laughs> no one Just cares wasted about all that energy. You know, it's weird because I think I think the NBA, I think Adam Silver wants a you know that event, just like the Super Bowl has the circus the week before that that you know that cheesy Roger Goodell saying like it's a week to celebrate our game, but but it's true to a certain element, even though it's a cheesy thing, and I want to punch Roger Goodell every time he says it, but. Um, it is a week to kind of celebrate the game, right? And a lot of it's cheesy. The, the the opening night thing was pretty cheesy. The WWE, the style stuff, and Bruce Buffer and everything. Like I, like I said, I already said I wasn't into it. But that being said, it's it does drum up a lot of interest. And it's not like you can do that the week before the NBA Finals. You just can't. And and the Super Bowl has this thing where it's only one game, but all the other sports, you know, we play a series to right. determine the winner, right? So... um. So this is kind of the NBA's chance to do that, and like, and and I guess like, so I say don't do it, don't do the game, you know what I mean? But unless you're going to come up with some sort of way to spice this up and actually draw people in and just drum up some interest, you know, because it is your chance to kind of put all eyes on the game mid-season, right? Which they they want. That's what they want the in-season tournament to be. I don't think it's ever going to happen. It doesn't interest me at all. I don't care who wins the in-season tournament. So I don't think the Lakers do right now either. Yeah, exactly. Down 12 currently to the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it was a it, it was a LeBron's brainchild, I'm sure, you know, a way to a way to get one more one more quote unquote ring. So uh, anyway, um, so, yeah, you know, you can not do it, but you, but you got to improve it because it, I guess it, it is like I said, it is a chance to get all eyes on the NBA midseason and so do better, you know? Yeah, it's not good. So anyway, Mawson, let's go to the other uh, the other winter sport, and like I said, we're gonna we're gonna start focusing on this a little bit more uh, as the season you know 
as season one of Sellout Sports continues. Uh, but yeah, you, so you know, you went. Was it just Toronto? Just and Niagara, and Niagara Falls, Falls yep, right? Yep, Niagara Falls, and then Toronto. Uh, so yeah, it was it was fun. Um, first time seeing the falls, which was cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Was it, good food. Was it was it awesome? It was it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was cold. You know, Canada in the yeah. winter. Who would have thought? Yeah, I mean, interesting time to to go to Canada, but uh, you know, I guess not probably, a lot of people. You know, uh, probably cheaper, right? And yeah, not yeah. not a lot of people is an underrated uh, element to it for somebody like me. So. Yeah, but yeah, on Friday I went to Toronto. First place, like drove from Niagara Falls to Toronto, which is about an hour and a half drive, and we went right to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, as as listeners know, not the biggest hockey guy. Uh, trying to get into it a little bit. But it was cool. Um, one thing about museums is like, no matter the museum, like this, I'm, I'm the same way with the Basketball Hall of Fame and I love the Basketball Hall of Fame. I get overstimulated with the amount of information and I just can't retain like any of the information. So I didn't learn a lot. And the way your brain works is like, you want to learn it all, but you can't. Right. And so like, right. yeah. So not the Hockey Hall of Fame's fault at all. It's mine, but didn't <laughs> didn't learn a whole lot. Uh, but, but I had a good time. We were there for about three hours. Uh, Huh. saw like it, it was pretty expansive and it was cool it was interactive too um they, they did a good job of breaking up you know like the players and and what they did and everything and then you keep going and there's this uh little arena sort of in the middle of it and it looks like a almost like a hockey arena like obviously fake ice and everything and there's little interactive games where you can take a slap shot against a simulator like it's like a shootout and it's like an NHL goalie. You can pick the goalie. Like uh, somebody was going against quick. You know, most of the kids are doing it, but hockey hockey dads and coaches are doing it as well. I mean, I would definitely do it. And then so, there was, yeah. if I've never shot, I've never held a hockey stick actually, so I didn't want to embarrass myself. Used to like play that. floor hockey back in the day. Since since my mother listens, like, man, we had a good time then. My mother blew out like her entire knee playing floor oh, hockey. Um, it, I, like I had my permit and I had a, or no, I didn't have my permit yet, and she didn't let me drive. She she freaking she tore like every ligament in her knee, oh, and wow. then like and then like six months later, she was like back playing again because she's just a psycho. But um, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, we had so the guy. So it was at um, you know right here in town. It was at Bennington Elementary, mm-hmm. and so like Fridays was adult day, and like if the if the kids were good enough and they could handle playing rough, then a couple of the kids could play too. But um, yeah, so Mr. Sprague was the gym teacher over there, and man, he like he was just a cheap old man he would like he like he played actual hockey All right and he would push you and he would grab your stick and just like yeah he was a dirty motherfucker but yeah he was awesome <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh so anyway so so i have played but only but i never learned to skate so yeah. like again we, we we i think we've talked about this like i think defensive defenseman would have been like just to clean out the front of the net guy so would, you would have been good for you me, had a, you had a chance at the hockey hall of fame it wasn't defensive defenseman but you could have been a goalie as well. You didn't have to skate. They had, they had a goalie. They had a goalie simulator, which was. pretty I remember cool. I said that to my dad when I was young, and he's like, "He's like, no, dude, you're stupid. Like, goalies actually are the best skaters on the team." <laughs> so. Oh, true. But like, at the Hockey Hall of Fame, you don't have to skate. That's uh, that's the bonus. Oh yeah, sure, sure. And that's why, dude, floor hockey's awesome. I, like, like I wish we could like get that started up again because I would play every Friday. And the I'm telling you, dude, it was so cool. Like when I say it was an arena, they had like the jumbotron up top, and they were live recording. The people that were doing the slap shots and the goalies. So, and there was there was stadium seating right outside of it with plexiglass. Like, it, it, they made it look like a real little 
legit thing. I mean, again, yeah, like they're obviously going to do it right because, I mean, this is Canada. So, they're, right. you know, for hockey, I mean, yeah. Um, One thing I saw that was really interesting, they they had a um, – so I, I've been to now the hockey, basketball, and baseball. As a, yeah, so you – So I just have football left. We should we should do football together. We, we should, should do a podcast from outside the can. football hall of yeah. fame. Yeah, I'd be so down for that. Maybe when Tom Brady gets oh the yeah, hall, there we go. That that's gonna be a hot ticket. All there. right, yeah, it's a deal. If if uh, if Brady gets inducted, then if Brady, and, and we're, if we're, if Brady gets shot, inducted, no, 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 shut up, shut up. I meant, I meant if we're still, I meant if we're still a podcast, and uh, when Brady gets inducted. <laughs> Hey, you never know, man. You know, he like you know he, he could uh, he could run for president and do some horrible things. You know, so it's you never know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but but back to my point. Um, the hockey hall had like a untouched locker room, like a replica of an untouched locker room. It was, I think it was the Canadians. But you go in, and it, I know, but it's this whole room, and it was untouched, like the goalie pads, you know, by the door. That you know, the whole all the equipment down to like you know nameplates for every person and even like the coach with the tie and everything and like you know the middle area where there's pucks and there's all kinds of stuff it looked like legit you know nhl locker room which was really cool Hmm. um so yeah it was really interactive and yeah it was a good time one thing i did learn is uh jerry cheevers invented like the personalization of hockey masks and kind of uh making them like an art form and stuff it actually wasn't him so bruins goalie late 60s i think is is kind of when he took shape um the bruins trainer would kind of right when masks were first starting for goalies he uh because because that's hockey for you and yeah. they weren't they weren't always a real thing like in 1959 the, the i don't know what goalie it was but he was the first goalie to like wear one full-time 1959 that's crazy <laughs> Um, so this is late sixties and the, yeah, Jerry Cheevers, he would, the trainer put marks for every, every place where there would have been stitches needed for, for his face that were saved by the goalie mask. So it's like this stitched up kind of like Jason looking mask which and that he kept it for throughout his career. So even wearing a mask, they just look totally badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it looked like a murder. That actually is that that's cool with the stitches though. Yeah. Very cool. And then they had like this whole display of, of all the hockey, uh, you know, all the, all the cool helmets and stuff. So yeah, super, super cool time for somebody that doesn't even necessarily under the game, understand the game too, too much. It was, it was good. All right. Well, everybody, you, you heard it here first. Stay tuned for uh 2028, in Canton, we're going to be there for the NFL Hall of Fame game. That's yes, yes. Oh, and <laughs> one last thing: when it comes to Hockey Hall of Fame, I have decided my fandom. Oh, oh, go, go, go ahead, please. Boston Bruins. Um, oh yes, yes. So, so, yes. so it, it must be the patriotism in me. I was in Canada, walking around all these, you know, Montreal Canadian fans, Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Dude, they're the only fan base that I hate too. I I, like I hate like like I used to hate the Cowboys because I'm telling you the Canadians are just like they're the root of evil. Like I'm telling you, the fan base, the organization, they suck. Fuck the Canadians. And I'm walking. You know, there's this nice uh, there's this nice whole little section of a wing which was all Boston Bruins stuff. I go over, I look at it. You know, some of the names I recognize, some of them I didn't. 
I felt like it was getting no love. And that just made me, I was like, I'm a Ruins fan. Yes, fist bump, fist bump. <laughs> yes, buddy. Yes. Yes. Oh, man, and my fandom, you... with my fandom, they're 1-0. and should we, should we go into the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah we got it. So I didn't the, watch it. but So I, I did watch the game last night. Uh, so the Bruins were on a four-game skid, and then they're playing the Oilers, uh, you know, one of the highest-powered offenses in years in the NHL. And they go into the third period. They're up four to two. Everything's looking good. Oilers storm back. Um, so anyway, th- things end up going to overtime. And Charlie McAvoy has one of the most beautiful goals. <laughs> I mean, it was like it was reminiscent of the Bobby Orr goal from years ago. But he like he you know he deked the defender. Defender slid past him, and then he he still had to deke the goalie. Goalie missed the poke check. And McAvoy, uh, McAvoy, like diving and sliding in, um, you know, puts yeah, it in the beautiful. net for the for the OT winner. And it's like, it's like, you know, like you feel like that's one of those things, that, like kind of like because the Bruins aren't having the kind of regular season that they were having, you know, last year. But obviously, that didn't mean a damn thing last year. So it's like, like could this like propel them, you know? Because because a win over the Oilers, I mean, that's legit. The Oilers are a legit team. Yeah, um, they're terrible defensively, and their goalie's terrible. Um, I don't even remember his name right now, but, but but offensively they are a machine. So. But I feel like I'm getting in on the Bruins at the right time. I don't feel like a bandwagon fan. No, be- you're not because, at all. Exactly because they just dropped. I mean, they had been one in their division all year, but they just dropped down to two. Florida, I believe, jumped yep, them. Yep, in the, Florida in, jumped in the them. Yes, so I was like, all right, like I can I can get into this. I don't have to be a bandwagon fan. And and they won. So yeah, let's exactly. Keep it, so, let's keep it rolling, bees. Yeah, you're not you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. But and and you made the right choice. I mean, you know, they got I mean, the, they got the history. I'm telling you, go, you we need to go back. And oh, like, I love Tim Thomas. We need to rewatch. Yeah, like the the David, 2011 I, I learned, season. I learned a, a, about uh, David Krejci at at uh, at the hall as well. I watched a video on on his career. I remember him on that 2011 team. I didn't realize that he was around since '88. I knew he was. It was the tail, like that was his last season. I knew he was a veteran, but I, I figured. Krejci? No. Oh, no, no. You meant Recky. Recky. Excuse me. Recky. Recky. Thank you. I was going to say, Krejci wasn't around that long. Yeah, no, no, no. Because Krejci actually just retired a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. we'll, still, we'll, still we'll catch you up. We'll still catch learning. you up. Not, 1988, though, I, I'm amazed at how many hockey guys play 20 plus years with the brutality of that sport. They're, they're insane, dude. Just... And they just call everything upper body or lower body injury. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, P- Patrice Bergeron. Like, yeah, rib is, you know, maybe going to puncture his heart. Upper body. Upper body injury. No big deal. Um, <laughs> Zidane Chara, shattered jaw. The only reason people do that is because they saw it happen, but otherwise. Who is, who is that guy on that uh, penalty kill that 2011 season? Greg Campbell. Oh, what a badass. I love it. Broken See, dude, leg, was it? Yeah, yeah. shattered his femur, and, or not his, uh, his fibula. Okay, and, so uh, I said broken leg, and I did him a disservice because uh, he shattered. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know if it shattered, <laughs> but it was like, yeah, he broke his leg, finished his shift, and then, yeah, like on a penalty kill. <laughs> yeah, Greg Campbell. Yep. Uh, and really, those stories are all around hockey. It's awesome. Right. So, I uh, mean, even even the, um, the the first overall pick just he broke his jaw, and he's already back. Yeah, they're, I'm telling you, man, they're just they're awesome. Yeah, like hockey, hockey would have been the sport for me, and uh, I was just. Like too fat to skate. We tried. We <laughs> dude. We tried in Vegas because I was like, I'd love to play in a rec league or something like that. So so Casey bought me rollerblades, and because uh, it's not like I mean there was like one rink in Vegas, right. um, other than T-Mobile, obviously. Um, so we bought rollerblades, and I like broke them because I was just like too fat, and 
my ankles suck or something. Yeah, I don't you're know. training. You were fighting at that point. So, I mean, like. No, this was before that. Oh, okay. Honestly, yeah. If I did, like, yeah. This this was in my uh, rough uh, post-military stage. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was working at 7-Eleven nights and stuff gotcha. like that. It was, gotcha. it, it was a rough time. Um, but, yeah. It, another hockey news, though. So, so, I put this on there, especially because I you, you were joking about becoming a Maple Leafs fan. But we have to respect it either way. Austin Matthews, he's the fastest American. And you know, you know, there's a patriotic angle to it, I guess. So he plays for the Maple Leafs, but Austin Matthews, American, he's the fastest American to 50 goals, and it's not even close. Um, he got there in 54 games, uh, breaking the record by Kevin Stevens of the 92-93 Penguins. Stevens got there in 62 games. Um, that obviously doesn't really hold the candle to Gretzky. He did it in 50, uh, excuse me, 39 games. <laughs> Gretzky, 802 uh, goals. Learned that as well. Uh, yeah, Gretzky. What, what is it? If Gre- if you took away all of Gretzky's goals, I think he still has more points than anyone in <laughs> NHL history. That's insane. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the stat. Um, yeah, just with all of his assists, he still leads the NHL in points. Um, now, Gretzky played in a different era because he, you know, the 30, 50 goals in 39 games. Um, that was 90, that was 81, 82. And like the goalies had like smaller pads and the game was a little bit more, uh, wide open and everything. But I mean, it's 50 goals in 39 games. Who cares? Um, yeah, he was unbelievable. Um, but yeah. And also Matthews, uh, nobody, it it also speaks to like the game has slowed down a little bit. The scoring's a little bit lower and everything. Um, Austin Matthews is the first to score 50 goals, uh, or sorry, he's the fastest to score 50 goals since Mario Lemieux in 95-96. Like, like, honestly, like I saw Gretzky at the end of his greatness. Right. So Lemieux, when I was a kid, Lemieux was the standard. Sure. Like, and those Penguins were the standard, but Lemieux especially. Um, with with Yarma Yager, who just got like a, a, a young a young Yarma Yager. Mullet, mullet, <laughs> was a, yeah. yeah. He's freaking 52 and still playing over in the Czech, <laughs> Czech League Republic. somewhere. Yeah. Um, freaking, yeah. That's but, a hockey guy right there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's been unbelievable for a long time. Um, but, yeah, like I remember playing with a, a young Yarmer Yager. Yeah, Matthew's um, on a complete tear, though. I saw two hat tricks in the last three. I, so this was prior to last night's game or two nights ago. I forget when it was. But he had seven goals in, in the three-game stretch. So, obviously, he scored again, so that's at least eight and four. I'm not sure if he got multiple yeah, or not. Yeah, just but. feeling it. I, I'll tell you, man, I, I'm going to start paying a little bit closer attention to hockey and actually be able to break down why uh, he's such a stud for you. <laughs> you know? do. Uh Yeah, so we're gonna we're working on it, but just hockey's, hockey's part of the, the repertoire now. All right, back to a little bit of uh, more what we know better. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you know basketball, but uh, yeah. You know, we we just got to talk about Jimmy G. You know, is it, like it, it could be the end of his career. He was suspended uh, two games for PEDs and uh, expected to be cut because he was expected to get an eleven million dollar roster bonus or what, whatever kind of bonus yeah. um, elevator in his contract. And yeah, so in ten seasons, he played eighty one games. Touchdown to interception was ninety four to fifty one, and he had a sixty seven percent completion percentage. But to me, you know, again. He's the best draft pick that Belichick ever made because of what it did to Brady. I, I've said this before, and I still believe that. But his career itself, I mean, kind of a letdown. And uh, and I think you know, other than other than being Brady's, uh, you know, what goosed Brady on to three more Super Bowl victories, uh, really his legacy is not you know being 
the guy that didn't succeed with the 49ers, right? I mean, like, game I mean, now manager, it's, right? Like, I know we throw that word out a lot. It's that's seems, the but like, I mean, really, yeah. that's the that's the stereo or I keep saying stereotypical. I mean, prototypical. That's the prototypical game manager, right? Yeah. And uh, and yeah, because and a game manager can't get it. It's like, again, you know, I didn't say this after our Super Bowl episode either. Like, Brock Purdy is not a game manager. Stop saying that. Like, he played well. Yeah. Um, he, he he had his moments. I mean, he's playing against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but he he played a good game. So I just want to get that out there again. Brock Purdy, not a game manager. He's Jimmy a, Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, exactly. And like, um, yeah, if you can't stick around, like he he's not. I don't think he's like he's gonna sign somewhere. He will. I mean, what? Yeah, but isn't he like? I mean, he's gonna be what thirty? He's thirty two. Oh, 32? Okay, yeah. He, so he's he, gonna sign somewhere, even if it's a backup role. Like. He's not going to be one of these guys that goes to free agency and just never signs anywhere. I, I don't see that. But spot starter, maybe. But I don't think like his starting days are over. I mean, if you can't hold on to the Raiders' job, right? I mean, you're not. You're not. There's not many starting gigs out there other than the Raiders. Yeah, job. you got beat out by Aiden O'Connell. It's kind of and 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 I mean, the writing was on the wall anyway that they were obviously going to draft the quarterback. But uh, guess how many seasons he played a full year. 10 seasons. Obviously, the first three we kind of discount, or you can't take into consideration because of the fact that he was a backup. What was the year that what was was it his rookie year that Brady got suspended, though? Because Garoppolo didn't, couldn't even play all those games. Brissett had to come in. Was that 2014? I, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Hang on. I'll look it up. But, yeah. you. It, you know. it had to have either been 2014 or 2016. When was... Or, yeah, when was Brady? Brady, I think it suspended. Well, no, so didn't they? They been. appealed it for a whole year. I think it was then, 2016. Um, on May 11, 2015, the yeah. NFL announced that Brady was suspended without pay for four games. So I, but I don't think, I think they appealed it for they a did. whole year. Didn't they, they did, yeah, and that makes sense because yeah, he played. It says he played six games in New England uh, that so year. So it was Garoppolo's third season. Third season, yeah, that sounds right. And then, and then he couldn't even play all those games. So, so to come back to what you said, uh, how many times did he play a full season? I'm going to say once. Once. Yep. Yep. 2019. Okay. What and that? Wait, and that was that was the Super Bowl year for the 49ers? No, I believe the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl year 2020. I think it was 2020. It was right before COVID. I'm pretty sure. And 2019 was what? Jesus. I don't know what they went. Uh, I got his stats here for you: 69.1 completion percentage, just under 4,000 yards, uh, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Yeah, pretty pretty game manager esque, you know, like not turning it over less than once a game, giving you one and a half touchdowns a game. That's that's pretty much uh, that's the story of Jimmy. No, Garoppolo. that was a, that was the year they lost to the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean. 2020, but February 2, 2020. So the 19, oh, yeah, 20 19, season. 19 season. Yep, 20 Super Bowl. Yep, so it was a Super Bowl year. Yeah, yeah that, that ties me up sometimes. Yeah. All right. Um, so there you go. Uh, imagine that if you stay healthy. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so Jimmy G suspended two games for PEDs. And uh, speaking of drugs, Johnny Manziel, um, a man, you know, like this almost, I almost don't even want to give this attention because I feel like Johnny Manziel still thinks it's cool. Even at age, what is he, 35 by now or something? Um, no, he's, yeah, probably like 33. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's sort of pathetic, but he was, I don't even feel like he's like, I, I would need to watch the interview for 31. sure. 31. I, to, okay. So, 
I would need to watch the interview to kind of get the context, but he was on a Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay. Hate that name for a podcast, by the way. Love that name. Oh, God, it's awful. Club Shay Shay. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, he basically, yeah, he revealed that he was on a bender uh, for several months and lost like 40 pounds. Um, his post-NFL life included a quote-unquote strict diet of blow. So, like... I, I, I don't know. I, I would need to watch the interview to see if, like, he, if it's actually if he's trying to do any sort of cautionary tale, or or does he think he's Charlie Sheen? Like, um, so I don't know. But they did that Netflix special on him and like his his career and everything, and they kind of talked about uh, they they briefly touched on like his post career, and it sounded like oh, like he's gonna get sober, and then he's just like, yeah, no, I still go out and party, and it was kind of like a weird ending to the. Uh, miniseries i forget what the name of it was it dropped i think last year it was a good miniseries documentary i i, I don't yeah i, I know was. the one you're talking i haven't watched um, it yet I'm, it, I'm, I'm, it, I'm gonna watch kelsey first but it was that one. yeah yeah it was that weird kind of ending where there it seemed like they were setting up like oh he's sober or, or he's getting sober you know but it's like no he just he just parties still <laughs> that's what he does yeah man I, I don't know i i just uh i don't know you grow up <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I guess if your family has the money and you, you just want to like you know sniff your snort it all up your nose and uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I I obviously have some issues with 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 drugs and and uh, not my own issues, but I I, uh, I have some biases around drugs and addiction. So yeah, I hear you. Anyway, um, but yes, yeah, but as far as other ones, actually, I want to watch. Uh, did you know Trent Williams had one too? There's a there's a doc- oh really. I, it might be on Amazon, not Netflix. Do they but, follow uh, like him during his year off and everything? Uh, you know, I don't know because it's actually about the he had cancer on his yeah head, yeah and, and, and that's and why the freaking Redskins misdiagnosed. I think it was the Redskins at the time. Yeah, it was yeah uh, misdiagnosed it. They, like they and that's why he refused to play. That's why he sat out. He said, "I'm not playing for you guys. You guys couldn't. Your medical team couldn't detect that I had freaking cancer in my head." Terrible organization. That's about as wor- I mean has that's, been for a long time. It's about as bad as it can get. Yeah, um, yeah. That one's called Silverback, though. I, I think I, I think I'll check out Kelsey. So yeah, the old lineman getting some love, huh? Yeah. Kelsey and uh, and uh, it's called Silverback. Is that one? I'll, yeah, I'll watch that. Um, I've always then, been uh, interested by his story. And then maybe I'll give stupid Johnny Manziel some attention. But uh, quick, gotta, uh, gotta watch the Patriots documentary together too. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's true too. Yeah, yeah that's so, coming up on on future. And you know episodes. what? And you know what? I'll even watch Mahomes now, or or is it QB one, or or is it actually? Just, just, I think it's just called quarterback, right? Or quarterback, like yeah. the Netflix series. I'll watch yeah. it. I'll watch it. I I kind of boycotted it because I was like, "Fuck you, Patrick Mahomes." But it I, does I, have know. Kirk Cousins in it too, though. So are, are we are we sure we can go that far? Uh, hey, man. Maybe maybe because like I don't hate Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I just I just say he's only a good fantasy quarterback. I don't want him as my quarterback. That's fair all. Enough, fair enough. Um, but anyway, uh, so it, here's an interesting one. The Rams are skipping the combine again. I, this is mind blowing. They haven't had a first round pick since 2016. I know. Yeah, I saw, you, should, I, you know who they took? I looked that up. Yeah, Jared. I, I looked it up. Jared Goff. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. They don't have a first like, round pick since then. Like we know. Like we've heard of selling the farm and everything, but that's quick math that's seven seven years yeah so but and so interestingly enough now they you know you know if things don't change they will have a first round pick they'll be picking 19th this year and they 
<laughs> they're skipping the combine. They haven't gone to the combine since 2020. And it kind of worked out because they had a, a third rounder in, in Kobe Taylor, D tackle nine sacks this year. Uh, he and Puka Nakua, who I think we all know who he is by now. Um, and they were rookies of the rookie of the month and the same month this year. And they, they just had a fantastic draft. So it's kind of a huge indictment on the combine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, growing, you know, growing up as a Patriots fan and Bill Belichick's, you know, uh, method when it comes to scouting and the and the combine i think it's one that a lot of organizations have adopted in in recent years i mean bill obviously goes to the combine and the and the patriots staff does as well but they throw out certain things like i don't they don't really care about 40 yard dashes for most if not all positions and groups and, and things like that like they focus on the three cone drill a lot like certain things like they want their outside linebacker to have this threshold for the, you know, you, you can go through it and historically everyone they draft, this outside linebacker has to have a, let's say a five, eight in the three cone drill. I don't know what the, the times I'm just making them up. Right, right. And it seems like that's how probably the Rams are operating now is, is if you can hit this checklist, if you can hit this number, I don't need to see you. And it, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily set in stone with them. But you can you can get those numbers without having to go. So I get like there has to be a value in in seeing it up close and in person. But you're also evaluating tape more way more than you're doing that. So. And is and is there value in actually not being there in person and not talking yourself into something like you know fooling like, yourself into something? I, yeah. I I wish there was a way to go back in time. You know, and I, and I guess I guess we've had those at times, but. I want to know more about. I feel like good organizations watch tape, and bad bad organizations get fooled by the oh, combine. Oh no, a hundred percent. I mean, like the Raiders. Like, look at the Raiders draft. Like, the Raiders are like the example of why you don't fall in love with somebody at the draft at, at the combine. Like, oh, Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, and, like yeah. fast receiver. Yeah, let's let's draft him. Look how well that's turned out for them. Right. Like, like. They just draft tracks track stars. Oh, and, and let's I mean let's just not make it about speed either. It's like like Zach Wilson. Like I right. mean, like like we don't know. Maybe the Jets had him that high on the board, right? But did the you know, it, it would just be really fun to know whether the workout actually at the combines influenced, influenced it, you know what I mean? And so like we're gonna have fun with it. We need content, right? And and so we're gonna have fun with the combine. And we're going to say, oh, did you see that throw and everything like that? And then because you and I are who we are, we're probably going to make fun of it. And we're probably going to be like, yeah, that guy probably sucks. But, you know, like, I mean, again, Zach Wilson goes into the right situation. Maybe he actually is a stud, right? It, like, I, I think it comes down to organizational. I actually was listening to uh, Danny Cannell and Linda Cohen on Sirius XM today. And some guy called in and was like, it's like, yeah, I think they're doing the right thing protecting these quarterbacks because, like, once Joel Burrow got hurt, I stopped watching. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, and, and they, and they, in so many words, basically both said that. It's like, why wouldn't you watch, like, um, what's Browning Jim won three Browning, games? Yeah. Like, why would, why wouldn't you keep, if you're a real fan, you keep watching? And I mean, whatever. We've heard my take a million times on Brady, Warner. They never would have even gotten their shot if somebody right. ahead of them hadn't gotten hurt. Brock Purdy, add him to that list, right? So, um, so no, protecting the quarter because if you're a good organization, you're gonna figure out a way to shit. The Bengals aren't even a good or maybe they're getting better, but they're not even a good organization. And they figured out a way to win with uh, they still ended up nine and eight, yeah, without Joe Burrow. So, 
if you're a good organization, A, you identify talent that can be a backup quarterback type. B, you put them in good positions to win games and you surround them with the right kind of talent. This is not again, like I think we we saw the the, the run of the you know, the playoff run, right? Jared Goff, you're not going to call him an elite quarterback. Good. Absolutely. I respect him. I respect his game. But you're not going to call him an elite quarterback. Baker Mayfield's not an elite quarterback. These guys won playoff games. Right. Right? Jordan Love. <laughs> like it goes on, you know what I mean? So I I'm not I'm not going to do this thing. It, like again, I was happy to be wrong. Um but anyway, that's all like a long way of saying like the draft evaluation process is crazy. What was it? I was just listening so, like I can't remember who said this, but it's a great point. Like wins in college obviously don't matter. Like you got to throw that out the window because Mahomes didn't have a winning record his senior year. <laughs> So like it's obviously he had a very bad defense. Like he was playing. Oh, I know. Points. No, no, no. He played well. And I, yeah, I, I get yeah, that. But yeah. like, so it's not it's not really wins and losses. It's just like it's an inexact science. And at the end of the day, I think there are a lot of guys that you you can go to the combine and see his natural ability. But if you suck as an organization, then you're gonna ruin him. I mean, who knows? Mac Jones. Mac Jones might have been a, a good guy. And 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 we know the Patriots were a good organization, but. You know, you and I kind of differ on this. I don't think they are anymore. Um, and they're very cheap, and they don't, you know, I mean, they, they spend the least amount of real cash as far as on players. Uh, they're second least in, in the league over the last, like, 10 years. So, um, I don't know. The point is, I think it really comes down to coaching. I think it comes down to culture. Uh, and that's why a lot of the same teams keep winning. A lot of the same teams keep losing. And so this combine shit, like, you know, again, it's filler. It's entertainment. We, we'll talk about it. It's not, I'm not saying we're not going to talk about it, but good organizations. Oh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> good organizations identified the talent on film, and you know, if anything, the combine can kind of confirm or or scare you away from a guy for medical reasons. I, I saw, right? Yeah, I saw a clip. Uh, just jogged my memory of Sean McVay breaking down Puka Nakua, and and talking to the general manager. About how they why they needed Pukunakua and like they, he broke down a specific play and everything. It was it was gold. Uh, that organization's doing something right, obviously, when it comes to drafting and and yeah, it's interesting that they they're not at the combine. It's 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 very interesting. And and again, don't and don't need first round picks to do it. So the, there's a lot to be said for that. And so this is actually a, so uh, director of draft management J W Jordan for the Rams. Uh, does it matter whether a receiver runs a four four eight or a four five six? No, <laughs> that's where you use tape, GPS, all the information and data you have on him. Uh, does the forty really and truly matter? No, and I mean it just doesn't. Like it, like there's so many fast guys that didn't pan out, and so many guys that were quote unquote slow that did, and so like it's just confirmation bias when a guy who's fast is successful. That's really that's really right. all it is, right? Like yeah, Tyree Kill, but. Like I mean, like we, John Ross ran himself out of an NFL career. Yeah. Like he couldn't stay on the field because he was so he'd get hurt, like groins and you know everything. Like Tyree Kill, honestly, he is he's kind of a unicorn. Like in being that small, that fast, that like that's why like the NFL really hasn't seen a lot of guys like him. Like I, I for a while, and I and I'm still not sure I'm wrong, but for a while I was on that whole like he wouldn't have survived 15 years ago. Eh, maybe still true, but. The truth is, the more you watch him, you realize there's a skill set there. There's yeah. not just there's not just pure speed. Again, Chiefs still won the trade. 
<laughs> they still won the trade, but um, I mean, trading him away free, you know, it freed up the money to sign Chris Jones, and it, it's, you know what I mean. So it's, it, you know, they 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 won that trade, but uh, I don't know, just an interesting thing, you know, like like pay attention to the Rams draft this year because now I mean. If they're drafting that well in the third and the fifth round, and I mean they had a couple other good draft picks, so I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but they had a very good draft with mm. no first round pick. Um, and so if they it, let's see what they do with pick number 19, I guess, right? Um, well, maybe maybe it's a quarterback to you know maybe it's JJ McCarthy to to <laughs> to sit behind Stafford for a year or two. I don't know. Um, nah, the other LA team is going to get him. Oh, wedgie in basketball. You don't see that very often in the NBA. Wait, what? What basketball? A wedgie. Oh, wedgie in basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah. JJ McCarthy's going to the other LA football organization. Yeah. I mean, he did say, yeah, he's the best quarterback of, uh, <laughs> in the draft, right? Harbaugh there. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what ends up because is, is he like, is he just winner DNA? You know what I mean? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Obviously, he had a fantastic running game to work with at Michigan. Right. But, um, so anyway, uh, you know, speaking of the draft, you know, like uh, the Bears, you know, it seems like they're only being more strongly linked with uh, with Caleb Williams. And, you know, as we get a chance to, like, watch a little bit more tape and everything like that, you know, I'm not sold on either guy. I saw a lot more of Caleb Williams, but I saw a little bit of Marcus May. Yeah, Jesus. Um, Drake May. Who the hell's Marcus, Marcus May? Uh, uh, you're you're about that's a safety. That's a Marcus May is a safety. And you're halfway to Marcus Mariota, which, which is what I thought. Oh no no <laughs> no! But uh, yeah yeah, throw throw Mariota in there too is another draft bust. But um, no, I I don't think either of the two quarterbacks at the top of the draft are worth it. I again, I've I said it. Wide receivers don't win you games in the playoffs, so I don't think Marvin Harrison should be the third overall pick. Um, it should probably be an edge rusher or a tackle. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Um, and that's, that's not a knock on Marvin Harrison. It's just, it's just the way the game is played. And I am so happy that that is still the way the game is played. Wide receivers don't win you games. They just don't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say they don't win you games. I mean, like, you know, Rasheed Rice, he had a good game in the right, uh, the, you know, Travis Kelsey had a, again, he's, he's, he's a, yeah, a hybrid, right. But like. I'm just telling you, using that kind of capital on wide receiver doesn't make sense. You can find those guys later on. Again, Puka Nakua, another one to add to my list of you know non-first round, not even close to a first rounder that produced at the level that he did. You know, yeah, I think I need I need to do that list again. I, need I think to, in the right situation, a third overall pick, spending a wide receiver on the third overall pick makes sense. Uh, like we we talk about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, right? Um, like a, a high draft pick on on that situation, but I, I know you go, you go back to uh, okay. But the, it, basically, especially the nature of wide receivers. Here's another reason that I that I haven't talked about with the nature of wide receivers. It's basically one or two are always running their way out of town, right? Running their mouth and 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 getting themselves kicked out, right? So AJ Brown. Right, like obviously GM didn't like him, wanted him out, and the Eagles got him for I think the nineteenth overall pick, seventeenth, something like that. So why wouldn't you just? I mean, if you can get him for the seventeenth, if you're if you're sitting at three thinking about taking Marvin Harrison Jr., why don't you just trade down and go get one of those disgruntled wide receivers instead? Because wide receivers are always going to end up disgruntled anyway. So 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think they always cause a stink. Almost all of them. Almost yeah, they, all of they them. All, they a lot of them do, but does their value diminish that much? I I feel like that was just a bad trade for the Titans, in all honesty. Like, uh, I, I don't think they capitalized on the value there. Well, I, that kind of remains to be seen. I mean, that was that was two years ago. I, I couldn't tell you who they took with the pick, but I believe uh, they took a wide receiver. I, I could be wrong. Oh, they oh, no, they did. It was uh, it was the kid from Arkansas. Should it started with a T? <laughs> so yeah, like not a not a great argument, but yeah, it was an Arkansas wide receiver. I do remember it. Um, anyway. This was all a long way of saying is, okay, what the hell are the Bears going to do? Because uh, Justin Fields, the, uh, the you know, the rumors are, are spinning, right? Rumors are he's being shopped. And he talked about it on the, the 33rd Team podcast, which is Equinemius St. Or the St. Brown Brothers. Equinemius Saint, and... Uh, Amon Ra. And, oh, is, oh, those two have a... I didn't realize they were brothers. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Okay. All yes, right. So, they, so he was on their podcast, though. And, you know, he, he downplayed it, but he admitted, yeah, he unfollowed the Bears, which is apparently a big deal these days. But, I mean, didn't Debo unfollow the 49ers last year? Isn't that what happened? Uh, there, there's there's always – there's it's all Kyler, NBA. Kyler unfollowed it's the Cardinals. It's all NBA and NFL. Uh, yeah, it, it always happens. I think it's super 16-year-old drama queenie, but <laughs> whatever. Honestly, I believe his um, – either, like, he's – he wants a break. Yeah, like, I believe that. It's just like, you know, I'm going on vacation. I want to kind of disassociate. I want to, you know, unplug for a little bit. I mean, that seems legit to me. I guess I just laugh at it because it's like, just don't go on social media. Then, you know, that's but, fair. But. Um, or could you, I mean, you like, you don't also like, you don't have to like, you got a couple drinks in you in Cabo. You're probably going to scroll Instagram. You don't want to, you don't want to see the. Okay. Chicago so, so on. just, so just mute them. You don't have to unfollow them. That's fair. Unfollows. Unfollow is a drama queen move, right? I've never thought to mute anybody in my life. Actually, I, I think it might actually be a generational thing. I don't. I don't know. I can't speak for Justin Fields, but I've I definitely, I, yeah, I've definitely just muted people on Facebook because I didn't want them to see. Oh, they're not my friend. No, like, what, what the hell? Yeah, like, no. I got instead, you. Like, just avoid the situation. I right? got you. I so, got you. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, and, and so basically, uh, Justin Fields said it. He just said, you know, yeah, yeah, I want to stay, but it, but he said it is what it is, um, which is a, which is a funny transition into the Red Sox, the Red Sox, uh, you know, what the fuck off season, and uh, Rafael Devers through a through a, uh, an interpreter uh, had some. He didn't hold back. He, he had some pointed things to say, and he said, "Everybody knows what we need." You uh, you know what we need, and they know what we need. It's just some things I can't say. I'm not allowed. Um, everybody that knows our organization, that knows the game, knows what we need. <laughs> they need to make an adjustment to help us players be in a better position to win. Uh, this is all he's saying to uh, MassLive.com, by the way. Um, every Everything in this organization... Everybody in this organization wants to win. We as players want to win. I think they need to make adjustments to help us win. I'm not saying the team is not okay right now, but they need to be conscious of what are the weaknesses and what we need right now. <laughs> like, like he's please like, help me. Yeah, he's like try. He's, he's like talking in circles, and he just keeps circling back to we suck. Like that's really, that's really how it is. I mean, like this dude. We're in spring training. We're like we're like a week into spring training. They haven't even laced him up against uh, Boston College yet. You know, like, yeah. haven't even played the college. Team. And we're already talking like this. And he's not the only one. Closer Kenley Jansen. 
I definitely feel frustrated. He's already using the word frustrated, Mike. I definitely feel frustrated. I came here for two years where year one we were we were going to compete, but by year two they were really going to go after it. I get it. There have been a lot of changes in the organization. They have a different vision now. I get it. It's part of business. I would rather I would rather not, and then this is in parentheses, ask about the reason for the change in organizational direction, end of parentheses, to be honest with you. Now I'm in camp and just try and focus to have a great season. Whatever happens, happens at this point. And I, sorry, that I think that was actually what it – did Fields say it is what it is? And he said whatever happens, happens. I think it's the same sentiment. Yeah. Um, but it's just, man, like Justin Fields is just out of a season. Right, so exactly. Like, like and, the brutal, you know, yeah, name um, in the headlines throughout the year. Or, and especially now, like his, you know – name in the headlines like will he be traded and everything and that's what he's talking about but yeah these guys haven't even started like they just they picked up a baseball two days ago and they're like shit it's not good here and to their point it's not uh, good there yeah it's not and to their point who is the red sox big signing this offseason uh you know again good for him ale comeback player of the year last year liam Hendricks on a two-year 10 million dollar deal um it's it's like that uh money ball meme his only defect is that he's, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's not going to pitch this year, Mike. He's 34 and he's not going to pitch this year. So that's their big, that's like, that's like their splash in free agency this year because the fucking Red Sox yeah, they went are after a, a big market team playing with small market money. They, they went after one of the Japanese products, didn't get the pitcher there, didn't right. get him. And yeah, here we are. What a freaking joke. So they're absolutely right. So like, man, if that, if that's the mood around the Red Sox right now, and and I thought things would get better with Chris Sale out of there. That's freaking psycho, but apparently not. Did you see what Chris Sale had to say about his time in Boston? He he described I did not. it. Uh, he did, he wouldn't describe it as a success when asked. He's like, honestly, I wasn't I, I wasn't there long enough. I I didn't play enough. Like he was very candid. I, I appreciate. It. He's like, yeah, I wanna. well, no shit. I mean, he <laughs> I think he's he pitched like, a total of like twenty games. No, I know, but he's like honestly, like, yeah, he's. He, he was very like open as soon as he got traded to uh to Atlanta he was like I I don't like looking back at my time in Boston I at mean, all like he regrets the contract and obviously he doesn't regret getting the money but he regrets the performance associated with that money I mean I can appreciate being candid but really what else is he gonna say I mean That's it was a, it was a complete and utter failure for him and, yeah. and for the Red Sox so one good year um yeah whatever not much to show for it but (laughs) world series right um so yeah uh i think that's a good uh place to end it though with uh you know with all kinds of hope for the mlb season coming up (laughs) hey man you know what sometimes it's it's lower expectations actually you know some of my favorite celtics teams were those grinded out kind of the uh uh, after big the bridge celtics the bridge celtics yeah 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 yeah. i mean the the bridges you know one had a couple of like 48 win seasons so you never know um in that division i don't really see it (laughs) i think the red sox are going to get pounded this year but you never know uh so anyway on to uh we're on to holidays in history and uh, man, we got a lot to cover because uh, we we don't even know what our next show is. Uh, again, we're in a, we're in a couple of weeks of transition, but we're gonna come back and it's gonna be March Madness and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, what is it? Is that weekend? Is that gonna be conference championship weekend that I come back on Mar- March? Uh, it's usually the second weekend of March now, I think. Oh, okay. So we got time to I, prep for March Madness. I believe uh, so. Uh, I, th- there'll be some conference championships because they they stagger them, but I think the the real one is uh, the second. 
second weekend. Excellent. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that. Never had a podcast during March Madness, so we're we're still all in the in the yeah, new phase. You yeah, know? Selection Sunday is March 17th. So, yep, I think I have it. I have it on. There we go. One. Excellent. All right, but anyway, on to holidays in history. Every day is a holiday. Every day is an important day in history, and uh, you got to celebrate every day, Mike. Yes, sir. So uh, we need a song for this one too. I don't know what's it like. I mean, we can't do "Cool in the Gang" or anything, so we gotta we we're gonna have to find a good Pixabay song, I guess. Man, it'll be cool once we have money to buy "Cool in the" you know when we have buy "Cool in the Gang" kind of money, right? Just the license to the song, right? Yeah. But anyway. Uh, February 23, uh, you know, th- this is appropriate. Curling is cool day. I mean, did you learn anything about curling while you were up there in the, in the great North? Oh, I didn't even think of that. No, I did not, did not learn a thing. Just, uh, saw this and, uh, was like, yeah, I mean, um, I've never been mad watching curling, right? I'm usually, I usually want to take a nap or something. I was going to say, I feel like it's uh, like, it's more like soothing than anything. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. a very relaxing sport. You kind of doze off too. It's a, it's golf of the winter Olympics. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's right. You know, honestly, I feel like they're actually like, it's a little more vigorous than golf. So actually, I think I, I think I respect it more. Yeah, you're not a big golf guy. I, I mean, it, it is more rigorous. I will, I will give you that. But um, I like golf too. But yeah, no, I, I enjoy watching it. But I also enjoy <laughs> napping to it. So that's all. <laughs> uh, also, February 23rd in 2014, Jason Collins, uh, he was the first uh, professional athlete to play a game uh, after coming out as being gay. And uh, so that, we, we were trying to figure out the timeline on that, but it's around the same time as Michael Sam. Yeah, but, same, same exact year, 2014, um, but uh, he would have played before because uh, Sam didn't come out you know, during the season or after the season. I think he, he came out right before uh, the draft, if, if memory serves correct. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, it didn't really start like the flood of, of that, you know, because, I mean, you know there are plenty of other, you know, you know, closeted gay, gay dudes out there. Right. Right. And, um, and it didn't like, I thought that it would kind of open the gates a little bit and, and make it a little easier for, for more people to come out. It hasn't really, you know, shown to be true yet, but, uh, you know, uh, so respect to Jason Collins because it's not, uh, I would say that's one of the hardest, um, cultures to, to do that. You know what I mean? Whatever. This is a difficult subject, but like just, you know, Obviously, uh, tons of respect for what he did, and uh, and Michael Sam too. And uh, you know, it, by most accounts, everybody was cool about it too. Uh, like I, I would have to do a little bit more research, but I didn't hear about any real. I'm sure there were idiot fans, yeah. but as far as the locker rooms uh, for both he and Michael Sam, it wasn't really it wasn't really a negative atmosphere from what I gathered. Yeah, and not so from that's, what I remember. It's nice to it's nice to hear that kind of thing, right? Uh, anyway, February 24, National Trading Card Day. It's funny, my mom just sent me a text a couple of days ago. I think I gave most of my baseball and football cards to my little brother, like some of them from like the 1980s. Oh, no way. Um, so, Jake, give me a text when you hear this, and uh, let me know if you still have those, but they probably got damaged in a flood or some shit. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, like I had like uh, several like really big boxes, and I, I think I gave uh, some of them to Jake, but, yeah, yeah. But my mother was asking. I was like, you, "You guys hired up for money, mom? Like, what's what's going on here?" <laughs> um, but there were there were some that I think would be valuable today. I, I don't know. I don't really know what the market is on those. You know, but like a like an Emmett Smith rookie card. I'm sure. I'm sure oh, I had yeah. one of those in there. I don't know. I'm sure those those have some some sort of value. Uh, I lived growing up. Uh, my backyard is a cemetery, and then if you go through the cemetery, there was a. Uh, 
a store called Chris's Comics, and it had trading cards and obviously comics, but it had a lot of sports memorabilia too. And they'd also have like the trading, like they also like dabbled in like magic and stuff. So they had like the Pokemon and stuff like that. So, hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just we're, like, we're, we're like, we're baseball and football player cards. Was that still a big deal when you were a kid? Or? It was like, it was starting to phase out, but it, it, it was, was, it was still like, because Pokemon and Magic were taking over, right? right? It wasn't its peak, but it was still a big thing, I think. Okay. And then I think, you know, I think if you were to ask somebody three years younger than me, I don't think it would be. Fair enough. Uh, also, February twenty fourth. This is just a this is just a funny one. The Supreme Court uh, in nineteen eighty eight. Supreme Court upheld satire of public figures. Um, this is the. Uh, the Larry Flint case. Larry Flint lost a case to Reverend Jerry Falwell because of a you know pretty crude cartoon that depicted Jerry Falwell as his first sexual encounter was with his mother. Or oh, something. Geez. So he lost the he lost the case for libel, but then the Supreme Court overturned it, and I just think that's great because I mean Jerry Falwell, whatever, and um, you know these these religious super super church figures like Joel Osteen. Fuck you, Joel Osteen. Um, can we, is can that be a public? Can that can that be a sellout sports position or? Who who is it? What the guy on the super church that we were were just oh, watching yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm out on that guy. Okay, like so, fuck that guy, right? Yeah, like that's a sellout sports position. Okay, yeah. thank you. No super church allowed. Sorry. But. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, February 25th is uh, Pistol Patent Day. Yeah, it, just kind of a day to like uh, celebrate the history of of the pistol, the weapon. So, so uh, Samuel Colt, I, I yeah, think exactly, would be a, okay. exactly. Yeah. All right, all right. It's been around for five hundred years. Apparently, that's a long time. Didn't oh yeah, they. Well, I mean, they. Yeah, they had them like uh, boarding ships and all that stuff back in the day. Like uh, you True, know, yeah, pirates. And stuff. Uh, but uh, oh, man, you're gonna get some heat for that one. Like, promoting uh, promoting guns and stuff. Uh-oh. Is it? Pistols, revolvers, and other sidearms have played a significant part in shaping how civilizations evolved. <laughs> I'm just reading. I'm not... You know, I, I, don't, I don't really have a really popular take on guns, um, but I think people would generally, given my faith in humanity, I think people would understand, <laughs> or, or people could guess what my take on guns are. Um, but yeah, honestly, like, like the school shooting thing, Right, it's awful. It's fucking awful. Of course it is, and it's terrible for kids to be scared to go to school. Statistically, like you're basically more likely to get struck by lightning. So it's like one of these things that's getting like it's 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 terrible to say it's gotten blown out of proportion, but it's gotten blown out of proportion. Um, do we need all these guns? Probably not. There's like a there's somewhere there's a somewhere in between. But the whole like. You know, we need to get rid of them all, and, and like it should only be for hunting. Shut the fuck up. You think <laughs> I'm going to get people mad? <laughs> Listen to what oh, you yeah, just I'm, said. Yeah, I'm just leaning in. I'm just <laughs> leaning in. Um, so, you know, there, there's, a, there's a somewhere in between. And, uh, yeah, you know what? If you, if you trust, you know, if you trust your neighbors and you trust the government and you think that the police can get there in time, even though they're all ridiculously understaffed right now, um, hey, hey. By all means, don't have anything in your house to defend yourself. But yeah, I uh, listen, man. I'm not a Republican, so don't fucking lump me in with that shit. But yeah, I believe in uh, being able to defend yourself too. So we have a we have a mental health issue in this country, and you should probably uh, we should probably like focus on that as well. And you know, probably regulating things a little bit better in the gun market as well. 
There are there are multiple answers. It's not mutually exclusive. So stop making it a red and blue issue, I guess. You know what I mean? That's fair. Oh, God. I'm sorry, buddy. You're going to have a tough time in election season because people are just going to piss me off more and more. Yeah. No more no more pistol patent days in, um, in the office. Yeah, you brought it on yourself. Actually, you know what? That's a good that's a good point. John Stewart's back. Thank fucking God. Like that actually gives me hope for America. John Stewart's back on the Daily Show. Yeah, I saw I saw you post about that. Yeah, I'm I'm really happy about that. And uh, he already had we we actually didn't even watch the second episode yet, but we were so excited we watched the first episode and it was just like it was like old time. It was so it was such nostalgia for us, you know. Actually that um that uh Marine I was talking that I was watching uh I was telling you about off air. Um, actually, like interned with John Stewart and said, "Salt of the Earth guy." Like reason that she has her career and everything. I hundred percent believe it. Like he would, uh, he would, he would be the one carrying pizzas to like the staff meeting and like putting them out and like handing them out and stuff. To if 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 I, I never I never watched it, so I, I like I'll I'll give it a shot. But uh, I never oh, absolutely show, absolutely but. watch it, dude. Like he's such a reasonable like. Like I, I, I'm a little bit further right than he is. You know what I mean? But that's what I mean. With somebody like him, it doesn't matter. He's just right. a reasonable human being. You know what I mean? And like he's literally my hero. Like I don't like if I got one of those stories that I got from people I knew in Vegas, like, oh yeah, Mariah Carey, she's a bitch. Like, you know, if I got one of those stories about Jon Stewart, it would fucking wreck me. You know what I mean? Well, I've heard <laughs> so, the opposite. So thank you. I appreciate that. Because he's literally my hero. So uh anyway. Um Dude, wow! You imagine if we could have him on the podcast? That would be that would be pretty much the pinnacle for me. I am not familiar with your game, sir. <laughs> I would obviously research. Um, all right. Yeah, you should watch the Daily Show. All I right. Uh, Nineteen sixty-four. Uh, Muhammad Ali uh, wins his first title, knocking out uh, Sonny Liston. And then nineteen eighty-seven, death penalty for SMU. Uh, Pony Express. Like, like I, uh, I think I watched that one, but I think it was like you know, like I half paid attention, but I. Obviously, I understand the context of death penalty for a college program right. and, and uh, what led up to that, right? Which, again, get, you know, historical context of, you know, NIL, kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of funny, kind of not. Uh, anyway, uh, then uh, 1828, uh, John Quincy Adams' son was keeping it in the family. Apparently, the Adams family, uh, they just... They were just an incestuous bunch, and that was uh, pretty normal for them. So John Quincy Adams' son uh, married his first cousin, and that was just normal and just okay. Accepted. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? That wasn't even two hundred years ago. I know it's crazy to think about time like that. Sometimes you know instances like this, it's just like whoa, anyway. crazy. For Pete's sake, right? Because that's February twenty sixth. For, for Pete's, Pete's sake, sake day. day. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's a good one. Uh, I didn't know that. It's uh, they're replacing God, and like Pete is replacing God. Oh, you didn't get, you didn't ever realize it was like a replacement word. No. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just trying to figure out what Pete did. I, t- <laughs> I usually, I usually only use replacement words like ironically. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, Philip Rivers uses them all the time. So. Uh yeah, he's a very uh very pious man. Doesn't doesn't believe in contraception, right? So um yeah uh. February 26th, also Carpe Diem Day. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how many uh, 20-something, late teens to early 20s... Uh, have that tattooed. And, and they don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd like, how many, how many, I'd like uh, to get those numbers. Yeah, how many frat boys and sorority girls? Uh, you think frat boys have it? it? Yeah. It, um, I think... Maybe. Well, I mean, it's... Maybe. 
I, I, yeah, but so you think more sorority yeah, girls? Yeah, I, I think of it as a more feminine thing than than masculine. Wow. I guess. Wow. 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 Excuse me, sir. Or I, I guess um, I know I've I, I know a couple girls that, or I've seen a couple girls with it tatted. I've never seen a guy with it. Um. Fair enough. Um. And uh. Yeah. So uh. Anyway, the uh, German Foreign Secretary Arthur Zimmerman in 1917 uh <laughs> he seized the day and sent a telegram to Mexico proposing some sort of alliance that uh that actually kind of sort of helped push the u.s into world war one so talk about your all-time backfires and uh what else we got oh i'm on the wrong sheet there we go uh 27th is 27th uh, international polar bear day uh which will soon be just international bear day because you know more polar Great, great commercial, Coca-Cola commercial, though, you know, with the polar bears. Yeah, it's uh, like that's definitely Classic. one thing I think of with um, with polar bears or just them like eating like seals and stuff. And yeah, like, like just like they're all white except around their mouth. And just, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, the, yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I picture. And I can't remember what museum I went to as a kid, but actually seeing how tall they are when they stand up on there, there was like a stuffed one. Oh, OK. And it's like it was like, freaking nine feet tall. And that's it was just crazy. like, holy shit, they're freaking huge. Yeah. Um, where was I for that? I can't remember. Anyway, um, February 27th, 2006, Effa Manley was the first woman inducted in the baseball hall of fame. She was a very, uh, uh, very, uh, was not, not outspoken, but like, but you know, very vocal, uh, uh, critic of segregation in baseball. And, uh, and she was a uh, owner of a Negro league team. And, uh, yeah, so she <laughs> kind of crazy 2006, but uh, you know, it's baseball, and the women's baseball league had their own Hall of Fame. Right. So, um, League of Their Own, underrated sports movie, very good sports movie. Check it out. Um, I've, but heard, yeah. I've heard good things about it before. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it needs to be the first movie you watch because you have so right. freaking many you need to watch. Yeah. But hey, you haven't even watched Varsity Blues yet. Starting you? to get a little overwhelmed. No, I haven't. Like, um, Been busy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's got to be up there. No, but you know what? Any given Sunday goes first because, like summer, I said, it's a summer think, of movies, man. It's I think a summer you'll, of movies. I think you'll understand me better if you watch any given Sunday. Summer twenty twenty four is is the movie summer. Again, as we as we like work on our web design, we, like we keep going back to this master document, and that was supposed to be a thing. We were supposed to do homework. We were supposed to assign each other homework, and then we that, just didn't do it. Is that like now we're terrible teachers because we just yeah. haven't been giving out homework? Um, so yeah, your homework is any given Sunday. That's your first assignment. And, uh, for the twelfth time, okay. I mean, I did my fucking homework. I found a basketball team. I found two, so you're a slacker. I recommend. I recommended like four though. So, um, but yeah, yeah. One of them was the Pistons, so your credibility is shot. I still watch Pistons from time to time. <laughs> Call me a sicko. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird, man. It's weird. Uh, February 27th, 1964, the Italian government sought advice on the, uh, you know, how to fix this leaning tower of Pisa problem. <laughs> there was, a, hey, anybody got any ideas? Um, it's actually kind of an interesting history. It goes back, you know, over a thousand or almost a thousand years anyway. on uh, why that is, uh, basically construction after the first three stories stopped and then it resumed like 60 years later. And, um, I don't know. Yeah, look it up. Uh, it's like a whole generation. That's crazy. But it was just funny the way history.com worded that. Like, Italian government seeks advice on Leaning Tower of Pisa. How are we going to fix this? Hey, hey why, you know. why does that look like that? Why, why does it look like that? Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, February 28th is National Public Sleeping Day. Can't um, sleep in public myself. Can't sleep on uh, trains. Can't sleep on planes. 
Wish I could. I don't think I could sleep on a train for some, just, I mean, I, or like the subway. I don't think I could oh, sleep yeah, on the subway. So I'm talking like, uh, like, like Boston to New York city train would. Like, oh, like I, a, you, you couldn't sleep on like an Amtrak. I don't think oh, so. Like, oh dude, I could definitely sleep on an Amtrak. Um, Actually, I, could, I usually stay up all night. I'll probably do it as we head out to Sedona in a few days. Um, I, yeah, I could, I, I usually stay up all night so I can sleep on the plane. Um, Took an edible once before the uh, before the flight, and that was an excellent flight as well. Hmm. Um, I might do that again. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, February 29th is Leap Day, so apparently just nothing ever happened on February 29th in history. Yeah, yeah just kind of uh, makes sense. It only happens once every four and a, years. And a, and a weird miss by National Today, just like there's just, there's just nothing there. You know, don't worry. So, we got you. We got you national today. We'll pick up the slack for one day out of every, uh, <laughs> every what? 1200 or so. Yeah. Still call us about the sponsorship, you know, oh, website, website will be live very soon. Actually, it was live for about six minutes tonight because yeah. I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. It was just like, it doesn't make any sense. It was just a button and you click the button, but it wasn't like, are you sure? Like how many, how many things like in life are like that? Like everything to ask you if you're sure. 12 times. But yeah. it was just like, yep, your website's live now. And then there was like not immediately obvious how to turn that off. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> not that it would really matter, but, um, cause nobody knows where to go for the website yet. Well, I got an idea for you. March 1st is national unplug day. So, uh, yeah, well, again, that's my advice to Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, he's unplugging from the Bears, so uh, that's that's a start, at least, right? Uh, also, also national dad gum. That's that, good day. Dad gum. That's good. Um, yeah, that that just reminds me. I, I had this awesome uh, uh, master sergeant in the Marine Corps. He'd be like friggin' dag on, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played football with him. I played on on our quote unquote semi pro team. Um, but yeah, he was a monster. He was like ridiculously strong. Um, yeah, we like played like D line together. But uh, like I didn't really know him that well. And then we played football together, and he was like this like really cool guy. That's funny. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, yeah freaking freaking dag on. Um, <laughs> and then uh, 1781, the uh, Articles of Confederation were published, and um, you know that did not go well. It didn't. Uh, it didn't pan out for the United States. And so, obviously, we came up with the Constitution some years later. After after Shays' Rebellion, which brings it all full circle, uh, Daniel Shays hid up here in Vermont, only, you know, not 30 minutes from us up in Pollitt. Hmm. Um, thank you, Mark Rondo, for that story. Shout out. So, yeah. Did you, did, you, did you read that one? Or, I didn't. Yeah. No. Um, but, yeah, he loves his history stuff. So, shout out, Mark Rondo of Bennington Banner. <laughs> but uh, that is our show, everybody. And uh, so, see, see, we can we can do it after football season. Yeah, my sound went away for a second. That was weird. Uh -huh. Anyway, that's our show, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, that website is coming along soon. And uh, yeah, thank you, Cat TV, for giving us this equipment. And Mike, thanks for being here. Thank you. And it's only gonna get better. Thank you, guys. <laughs>